Emmy Award-winning John Mulaney presents Everybody's in L.A., a special run of six live episodes created by and starring Mulaney that'll stream live on Netflix during the Netflix is a Joke Fest. The comically unconventional show will feature special guests where John Mulaney explores the city of Los Angeles during a week when every funny person is in it. Watch John Mulaney Presents Everybody's in L.A., debuting May 3rd live at 7 p.m. Pacific Time, only on Netflix. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at tmobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at tmobile.com. And now, it's time for Inside Conan, an important Hollywood podcast. Hello. Hi, how are you? Oh, are you talking to me or the audience? I don't know. Okay. I'm staring at a wall and talking. <laughs> hi, Jesse. Hi, hi, Sweeney. Uh, my name is Mike Sweeney. I'm Jesse Gaskell. And we're writers on The Conan Show, and this is Inside Conan, an important Hollywood podcast. And we are talking about things that happen here at The Conan Show, and oftentimes things that don't happen at The Conan Show. <laughs> uh, we, we're both... At, we're we're a little strung out right now. We're a little strung out. We were in uh, Greenland. We went we there were for in Greenland. A, a you know weekend trip, just a getaway, exploring whether it's a good weekend uh, place to have a Jaunt. house. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we were there for only two and a half days. Uh, we came back. We we, we left. left on Wednesday night of last week, and we got back Saturday night. Right, and Ed- Sunday we came in to start editing. Editing and Conan we, in Greenland. We've been editing it. Uh, every day around the clock to get it down to an hour special that we're screening for an audience tomorrow. Tomorrow, yeah. So there's there's no no place to hide. Yeah, I have to get it done. So, it has to be done. Yeah, we're blithering. Or I have to leave the country. Right, and move to Greenland. <laughs> That's right. Where no one will find me. Uh, it was. I mean, that was. An exciting trip. We'll talk about the trip next week. Right. We're going to do a show about the Greenland show. So don't, don't, nary you worry. Yes. Well, <laughs> everything that is Greenland will be discussed. Yeah. Because uh, we have a lot of fans in Greenland. But I will explain, we'll, we'll apologize in advance for being a little tired, a little tie tie. Uh, yeah. Ah, eh. We'll work through it. Yeah, it'll be great. Yeah. Uh, especially because we're interviewing somebody exciting. Very exciting. We have a great, great first guest on today's yeah. show. Uh, she works in the costume department here at Conan. Yes. And has a storied career in Hollywood. We were tipped off about it um, by Scott Cronick, our head of wardrobe, who yes. told us. head the head tie investigator. Yes, about what an illustrious career our first guest has had. Yeah. Um, and without further ado, let's introduce Linda. Help me with your last name. Uh, Sarimbali. Sarimbali. Oh, God. I was going to give it a ch, a uh, chirimbali. I'm such not, a coward. Okay. I was like, I'm not, I'm not <laughs> attempting that surname. Hi, Linda. Hello. How Welcome. are you today? Good. <laughs> it's good to be here. <laughs> Thank Linda, you. you came in your um, work smock. And it is, I love that it, it has a big glittery pocket on it. Did you design this? Yeah, actually. And this is Scott's barbecue fabric. 
Scott our wardrobe. Wait, Scott our wardrobe. What is uh, what is barbecue uh, fabric? Oh, I made a cover for his, orange is his color. Everybody oh. in the department. Bruce was pink. Um, Scott's orange, uh-huh. and I'm green or purple. Oh, so Scott got a big barbecue at his last house, and I made a big pig placket on the front of his barbecue cover oh and some uh, pig serving plates. Oh, that's great. Sparkly orange. So when you do wardrobe, is that a normal thing? Like everyone knows each other's favorite color? Kind of, yes. I love that. That's great. Yeah. That never, I had, I no know. one's asked me that since fifth grade. What if somebody has the same color as someone who already works there? Do They don't get hired? You get to pick another color. Oh. oh it's like <laughs> baseball players with numbers that are already yeah. taken. So what? What's yours? Blue. You have two. You have I have two. two. Green and purple. All right. Cool. Cool. All pri- primary colors. No. Oh no, not purple. Not even close. <laughs> <laughs> Secondary colors. Yes. Green's not a primary color either. Oh, it's not. It's oh, you yellow make it from blue. yellow and blue. Secondary. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and Linda, how long have you been working for Conan? I worked on the Universal lot for the Tonight, the show, Tonight show originally, and then I've been on this show since the before the show started. Wow. Okay. Great. Do you have any memories that stick out the most? Like, like uh, the most challenging job you had to tackle for here? This one? Oh, I don't know. Pick one. There's been a lot of them. Mostly, it's the time frame that we get to do something, which is usually something that might take two months at another shop. We get a day and a half oh my God. <laughs> two days to do. But, you know, the good thing is that you don't have to do it forever. It's a really short period of time and right. it's done. And then you have two free months. <laughs> no, <laughs> two free minutes. <laughs> or we ask for more ridiculous things. So, but, I mean, I like it. I like the challenge. I like that you have to think spatially. I don't get time to make patterns. I basically just have to cut the foam and stick it together and do the whole 3D in my head, you oh, know, wow. in measurements. Sometimes I build it in a little bit of cardboard for Scott to say, yeah, that works, or make this bigger, make that smaller, uh-huh. and then just do it. So, so you eliminate all these steps, but because of all your experience, you can just well, picture it in your head. for life. I never can go back to couture. <laughs> Some hot gluing thing. Right. <laughs> not with that barbecue apron. <laughs> you will not be going back to couture with that. Well, and you guys get especially slammed around times like Comic-Con where we have uh, – we'll have 20 costume – Orders. Yeah, so we're working hard. We have like maybe worked 21 days straight up before we actually leave for Comic Con. Oh, wow. So we've had last four Fourth of July's, we've had barbecue in the green room. Oh, oh no. Really? Yes. But that's a fire hazard. <laughs> no, no. They, we bring it in, but that's been our 4th of July because we've been here working oh, wow. every 4th of July. Oh, so, literally. Oh, boy. But no, it's okay. That you, know, you know, no hosting, no cleanup. Just throw it on the yeah, trash. I'm going to start coming to this barbecue. Yeah. <laughs> so we go down to Comic-Con and we're already mindless on our last brain cell. Wow. And then we're down at Comic-Con. But this year, this year was actually the easiest one we've ever had. And we found a bathroom in the in the garage that didn't smell bad. Oh, <laughs> things are looking up. Yes, <laughs> it only took four years. Wow, uh, that in in the garage. What like, a treat really for you! Yeah. Great. Well, the, there are a lot of perks with the job. <laughs> I remember two years ago, maybe um, 
it's a character we did a few times, but there was a new iteration of it. It was Mr. Fantastic. Yeah. Oh, yeah. oh you're giving me the, <laughs> the sign of the devil. Yes. And With we, incredibly long arms exactly. and legs. Yeah. The, the legs. He you, keeps getting bigger every year. He, he does. Right. More fantastic every I year. I think this year they pitched that he was on the outside of the building with legs going all the way from the top of the building to the ground. Yeah, the legs yeah. and arms are like 40 feet long. Like, yeah. I don't think people... And and we had to tether that. everybody, get safety harnesses and tether people to the roof, I think was what the final broke the thing that it didn't happen. Right. Because we couldn't lose our customers the very before we even did our first show for falling off the roof. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that was the problem. That, that was the problem. That's why I didn't that go as, down the show. That's an issue. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there might be some OSHA violations in there, but uh, wow. Okay. So how, I mean, you, how do you, where do you even start laying out foam for something like that? Well, luckily Scott, I've worked for a lot of designers. Scott knows what he wants and it's not like a lot of designers, you got to give them 99 things before they see the one thing and they'll say, that's yeah. what I had in mind. Uh-huh. But Scott knows what he wants and Elizabeth does fabulous illustrations. And when I get the picture, I know what he, they want, right? So it's easy to just take that and work with it. S- so Scott... Comes up with a concept. He describes it to Elizabeth. And, and she does fabulous she did, Photoshop drawings. They're incredible okay. drawings. Yeah. And then do you give feedback on those? And then is that when you see them? And that, Yeah. When I first get them, we have a meeting, and I give them a supply list. I write them a supply list for everything. And then I go and see, this. we have this, we don't have that, but you right. know, we need this. And so then they bring that stuff to me, and I start making patterns. Wow. And do you ever go, oh, I can't? No, this is. That's not an option. Uh, <laughs> I just like to hear it. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. Well, and then you think- and you're literally super gluing stuff together a lot of times. Super glue, hot glue. Some yeah. of it's tape, some of it's wire, some of it's zip wow. ties. I know. It's like down and dirty, but you know, it's it only has to stay together for a few minutes. Yeah. <laughs> then a writer comes in and goes, That's not what I was thinking of. Well. Yeah, how how often are there creative differences where I don't know. Not really. Not, not our department is pretty cohesive. Yeah. You know, as long as we know what it's supposed to do, then, you know, we know what needs to be strong or it doesn't matter. Or, you know, we I know that Conan doesn't like water on the stage, so we try to make sure that whatever we do. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, not he's really like a cat. Leak. It has to all be um, very well sealed. Mm-hmm. Uh, that goes back to the time on The Tonight Show, where he was running into the studio. He, it was a mock race with Terry Hatcher, and the live part, they came <laughs> running down the steps. And there was a big debate, do we wet them down to match the pre-tape, because they're soaking wet in the pre-tape. It's like, oh, yeah, wet them down and match them, and uh, what's what's the downside? I and think then, we know where this is going. <laughs> he was concussed. Oh. <laughs> uh, yeah, it, it, was, it, was, it was rough. Was that actually on the air? Uh, no. No. And Ooh, it, scraps. I mean, he was he was fine by later that night, but it, at the at the moment, it was a little scary. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> another no um, another segment that puts a lot of strain on the costume department is mascots that shouldn't dunk. We actually like them. You mascots. like those? I mean. The, is the time frame is a little difficult sometimes. And, yeah, because we'll, we'll send it out and then we want 12 costumes made. And they're all yes. like 
super elaborate. It'll be right. like a chest of IKEA drawers that's falling apart. Right. With and the it has clothes falling with out. Clothes yeah. falling out. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. And it'll be a lot of times we'll ask for something that is intentionally supposed to fall apart during their run up to the dunk. Well, some of the hardest things we have are they defies physics. Like it's one person here, (laughs) and there's six feet of stuff to the left and Uh nothing to the right, and Uh it doesn't fit in the space that we had. We have more space now, but before we didn't have very much space to get the costumes in and turned around. You mean mean backstage? Yeah. To to position them and get them ready to go. So there would be things bigger than what fit into the entryway to the L. stage. L. <laughs> Are you saying writers don't have good spatial awareness? Well, now we've got a big old ramp, so we can have the biggest thing you want on that stage now. Oh, and well, good to know. That, that's right when we stopped <laughs> doing. I know, we did stop doing Mascots them. Mascots, I can't talk. Perfect, perfect synergy. Uh, that's great. And uh, <laughs> I'm just curious to talk to you about you're kind of famous for your yes. You're, everybody, e- your email you send out to the entire staff. Yeah, a- you occasionally. You, you are uh, one of the only people that sends these e- company wide emails. Yes, and um, it's to sell eggs. To sell eggs. Yeah, look here, see my chickens. Oh my buy god, me lunch every day. Wait, and I want I want to know because I don't. So did I end up Wait, getting a, unsubscribed oh, from the list? No, we're underground now. Oh, um, but oh, because I, I would like eggs still. Okay, well then, okay. just email me. What, why were Why were your egg email? They were driven underground. No, I just have a bunch of clients that always come oh. and catch me in the hallway. Oh. So that's sort of my wow. Now these are wow. people who are too lazy to go to a store. No, they're they, really good eggs. They're special organic, eggs. free oh, range, um, and they're massive. They're blue and green and pink. Wow. And How many chickens do you have? I have 12, 13 chickens, nine full size, and three bantam. And how about how many eggs do they lay? Depends every day? on the season, but yeah. I can get a dozen eggs a day. Wow, a dozen eggs a day. Mm-hmm. How long have you That's been awesome. cultivating these eggs? <laughs> <laughs> Since before I came back down here. Um, when I started the show, I lived in Ojai. I had okay. a mountaintop in Ojai. Oh, you commuted from oh, wow. Ojai? I know, eighty-seven <gasps> miles one way. Oh. I wanted to wait and to see if the job would stick before I'd well, move yeah. back into the Los Angeles wait, was orbit. Was that for the Tonight Show? Um, well, I worked for The Tonight Show for a while, and then I, I it was mostly alterations, which was yeah. like I'd rather stab an ice pick in my ear than do alterations <laughs> on a daily basis. So I found a person for, for Bruce and okay. Scott and those guys. You and knew then, to stay in the mountain during the Tonight Show. <laughs> well, then well, I was going to say, she stayed there even for the beginning of the TBS well, show, Well, it, it took like. a while. And I was like, okay, <laughs> this is going to go. So I decided, and then I sold that ranch, and then I bought another ranch that's in Altadena up in the, the National oh, Forest. Oh, I love Altadena. Oh, wow. So what I, else do you have on your ranch? I have about 25 goats, <gasps> an alpaca. <laughs> oh, my God. And um, meat rabbits and quail. Meat rabbits? Yeah. yeah. So rabbits raised for consumption. Correct. Yeah. And Who do you s- sell those to? Is that another <clears throat> underground thing? Well, kind of. I have a bunch of clients that – it's weird. I have, like, religious – Heads that come to me to oh. buy things. So, and then I have people who are cancer patients that come and buy raw milk from me. Oh, yeah. So, like they're in chemo and they take the, the raw organic stuff is better for them health wise. Yeah. So, I have a lot of clients that are that sort of way. I trade a lot of people come and shovel goat poop out of my pen and bring me produce for it. Wow. Oh. Like, uh, 
better than turning water to wine. <laughs> so, That's, so, so honestly, when the apocalypse comes, I'm coming to your yeah. ranch. So, Is that okay? Do you, yeah. do you have old uh, wardrobe like costumes lying around the ranch? No, I don't do anything unless it's sold already. I can. I mean, I okay. Yeah. I can't oh. say this. I'll get in trouble. Oh. oh. <laughs> well, I, I we're have, not recording any. I have a Batwoman costume <gasps> from the original. Oh, cool. Really? Yeah, a Batgirl. Wow. From the, the ABC TV show. Um, oh, no, tr- oh, no, from the oh, movie. Oh, from the wow. movie. Okay. Wow. <laughs> Alicia Silverstone. That's amazing. Amazing. How yeah. cool. So uh, you're not supposed to have it, so you don't even talk about it? Yes. I just wear it at Halloween. Oh, <laughs> oh it fits. Oh, that's great. That's I would fantastic. wear it all the time. I think. Yeah. Every mm-hmm. night when I get home, the heels this high, their thigh boots. Is it? Right? A, is it like pleather or what's the? It's um like a neoprene. Some uh-huh. of it's this really like one mil neoprene. Most of the body. So is. it really sucks you in. Yeah. Yeah. That's and then, nice. Then the this is like corset. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Fabric, and then it has a leather corset that cranks oh, up. Amazing. How long does that take? To slink into. <laughs> it takes about a half hour and you have to it's have like somebody else. Yeah. Because you can't get the, the corset yeah. Oh, yeah. in the back. Mm-hmm. Wow. It do you ever just people. slink, walk around the ranch playing Catwoman? No, sorry. Don't do that. Okay. It's Batwoman. <laughs> oh, Batwoman. I'm sorry. Uh, did- I've been out there with a chainsaw and pearls, but really- <laughs> <laughs> I do want to ask you one question before we go to, because I think we should talk about your other yes. movie movies that you've worked on. Um, have you ever been approached by a um, a family of young hippies to live on your ranch? Mm, like the Manson family? No. No. I have uh, two Airbnb apartments. Oh, okay. And the one is in the barn. I have a barn. It's a five-horse barn, and I turned one end of it into an apartment. And I just got a call from... Spain from Airbnb that they want to me to cultivate doing a weekend experience where people come and stay. Oh yeah, and then they oh. learn how to like milk goats and then make cheese and. I I love that's part that's of what great. you raise on a ranch now are vacation rentals. Well, it's fantastic. <laughs> and would the Batgirl costume be included in the weekend well, experience? Maybe okay. <laughs> a private show, a real Hollywood Excellent. ranch. So yeah, we can teach people how to make. Bread, yogurt, milk, cheese. Um, I brew beer. Oh, cool. Wine. How's your beer and wine? It's pretty it good. good. It's pretty good. Wow. I got it. We have to get on I your list. I need to get on this list. I know. <laughs> Meat rabbits, sign me yeah. up. <laughs> I built this uh, poultry pen back behind the barn. Um, I had to build it like bulletproof because we have bear, mountain lion, rattlesnakes up there. So bears, I had oh, to be. Oh, wow. So yeah, you're like basically a, a bear buffet up there. 500-pound bear can sit on top of the, the poultry pen and not kill you know, yeah. So, but I, I want to um, maybe when I retire, or maybe a little before, um, emus and ostrich. Yeah, because the eggs are like a hundred bucks a piece. <gasps> what? Yeah. Oh my god. So, and they lay three hundred a year. That's a wow. cash cow. That's what I'm thinking. I, I cash cow that can kick you in the head. Oh my god. <laughs> Why are you How working? Cool. It's still working here. <laughs> What's wrong with you? You could retire on these eggs. <laughs> you could buy the show <laughs> with, with egg money. Well, it's about 50-50 right now. So yeah. I've got two, yeah. two and a half more years till I retire. And I've sort of said with Scott, if it goes beyond, I'll come in and do the costumes because I love the mind, mm-hmm. you know, the mind challenge of it. The 3D-ness of it. Yes. Yeah. All of it. You know, it just keeps you from getting old in the head. Right, right. Mm-hmm. 
Maybe so. you can make costumes for your emus. We actually, we had some of that. Where was it, in New York or something? They made lingerie for an ostrich's? <laughs> that rings a bell. I mean, we there was an ostrich yes, character way back yes. on Late Night. And it tried Tamari. to kick Scott, I think he said. Oh, uh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> you mean the person inside the costume truck? No, no, oh, that's a real, a real ostrich. One. Oh, a real one. Yes. Jeez. And the costume came back. The ostrich made a mess all over the G-string, and it came back with uh, a little tag that says, file this in the shit-stained ostrich. Ostrich costume section. <laughs> <laughs> but you didn't keep that one. No. You didn't keep we just the, the label. G-string. Yeah. <laughs> so this is just a warm-up for you. You have an incredible, well, you mentioned the Batgirl costume. Yeah. You've worked mm-hmm. on an incredible number of films as well as television shows, it's right? It's true. Yeah. Mostly film for a very long time. Um, I last thing I did was G.I. Joe in uh-huh. Prague before mm-hmm. I came back to the show, and that was right when Bruce was looking for someone to help with this show. And I uh-huh. said, sure, why not? And so, that was in Prague. Yeah, we shot Prague for uh, for Paris, the whole, like, oh, all, oh yeah, right, right. Mm-hmm. the car chase scene and all that stuff. The that way was, Albuquerque is a stand-in for L.A. sometimes. <laughs> it, it was wonderful. Ugh, the restaurants and stuff there, you yeah. know, that you can go and have a beer in a place where people have been drinking for 1,200 years. It's right. Like yeah. Under the ground, three stories. It's an amazing place. Yeah. So That's great. Yeah. So so that was interesting. I think the first really big one I worked on was Hook. Oh, yeah. And I did the stuff for the Beautiful pirates. costumes. Yeah. That was a crazy thing. We actually were working. They moved us around a lot, a lot. It was on... Um, it was like what Columbia at that time. Okay. And we were on the sound stage where the poppy fields were for the Wizard of Oz. Mm-hmm. Oh. And so we were on one side making all the. I, I did the Lost Boys costumes, all the coconut stuff and all that. that uh, sort oh of stuff. wow! Awesome. And then on the other side of the stage were the all the sailmakers. They brought in all these drunken old sailmakers were making all the the rigging for the ships for the pirate ships. Wait, they, they were they actually got real drunk. Old, they got old sailors. <laughs> yeah, to make they the were sails. out there with these sewing machines making the sails. That's for so authentic. So we. We were there for a while, and then I guess we had to move from that stage onto another one. And then it was like a setup similar to what we have, too, two Baba Yaga huts up on stilts, you know, with a little boardwalk in between that we were working on the set. Um, Wait, Baba Yaga hut? What is I'm glad you What's asked. that reference? Oh. <laughs> it's a, oh, it's an old Russian thing. It's a, a woman lived in a hut that was on two bird legs, like oh, stilts. Cool. It was like, oh. kind of like moved around a little bit. Yeah. So, um Anyway, we were on set sewing with all that stuff, but we had to do, then there was like six, I want to say six months of filming, and they took the soundstage where they had done the uh, Esther Williams underwater, you know, like all those movies, right? So it had a big big tank, pool, a big pool underneath, so that's where they built the whole pirate ship thing. The lagoon. Yeah, well, there was two of them, but this was when the ships, the back end of the ship, and, and sort of like a lot of... Like ship the ship stuff there. There uh-huh. was another one that was more the village, and so they would we'd go in at five o'clock in the morning, and they used all these Vietnam War vets that had legs, real legs missing, and oh things like God. that. <laughs> and you'd go in in the fog and the mist because it was over like by the marina, and they were like all of these guys like laying against the wall waiting to get dressed, and they'd get all dressed and go in there and they put them on the boats and then not let them off for hours and hours. So well, yeah, how can you get off? You into the water. Oh. It was like, oh my goodness, it got a little rough there by the end of the time. six months. <laughs> no wonder the sailors were drunk. <laughs> it, well, this is a Robert Altman film, right? And oh. who is that? 
Did you ever work on another film with him? Because wasn't well, he kind Steven of? Steven Spielberg was the, the director. Oh, he was? Yeah. Oh, I'm totally wrong. Oh, this is You're, Hook. Hook. Well, yeah, I think of Popeye. Oh, no, oh. Hook. So, but like the, the pirate guys would get together and they would steal or commandeer the little uh, golf carts on the lot. And they would go and go, arr, 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 and drive up and down the streets. And then they would just grab women off the streets and pull them onto the carts and kidnap them. They were really them. plundering. Yeah. Oh, my God. They were in character. They wanted to stay in character. They were. And so the wardrobe always would come in. We could, like we had to wait to get everybody's costumes. That's where the last ones to go to the commissary. And there was no food left. Ever because they would eat yeah. everything. So I was like, oh, but wow. and then so the because there were so many people, the craft service was awful. And wow, because they would come and like just put things in their pockets. Yeah, I mean right. they're hungry. So, That's when you started raising <laughs> hungry pirates. Eggs. So they I'm were gonna have to pots, feed myself. Pots of hot dogs that had been on this whatever cot plate for so long that they had split from both ends and curled back on themselves. So <laughs> that oh. was, and then there was another oh thing where God. they had a microwave where they like let you cook a, hot, a potato and then you put it in the microwave and come back, you know, because this is like a long time ago, the microwave took like 15 minutes to cook a potato. Right. You come back, somebody already <laughs> stolen it. So the, and then there were eggs, pickled eggs with like the scum on top. So we was like, okay, we can't do this. So we'd order pizzas out and the pizza guy, well, this is before 9-11, so the pizza guy could actually come to the sound stage and deliver. <laughs> and you would have to You're pay. You're touching all the bases. <laughs> we always end up at 9-11. It always comes back to that. Uh, well, we had to pay the guards. Like, when you order a pizza, because the pizza would come, it, anybody else would go and take it and pay for it and buy it. So, oh, wow. So you would have to pay the guard so that when the pizza came that you would actually get the pizza. <laughs> wow. Those pirates, they were it, grabbing it women, stealing pizzas. It was Hooking really pizzas. pretty funny. Wow. I, I can't believe you haven't written a uh, behind-the-scenes expose of Hook yet. Uh, this oh. is, you've got the secrets. <laughs> you were there for six months. Yeah. I know. It was pretty wild. Yeah. So, I mean, it was good. That was like my first major film. Oh, okay. Wow. That's amazing. How fun. <laughs> And the, then the guy that I worked with on that was the one that went and did the um, Ted Shell. He's passed since, but he was uh, a force of nature. He was six foot five with dyed red hair, cut in shingles, and uh, fake acrylic nails, long fake <laughs> acrylic nails. He was quite as tight, right? And he would like wear dashikis to work because he was, you know, huge, 350 or something like that. Oh. I mean, that seems pretty common for co a costume department person, right? <laughs> So so I started working with Ted, and he's the one that took me to the first Batman, the Michael Keaton, Catwoman oh, movie. The best and we did all the hats for the party scene for that movie. Oh, in the cool. original Batman? Yeah, in the original. Well, was it the one? It was Catwoman. It was oh, Batman. Because right. the, the, right, right, right. the, the first one they did in England at Pinewood Studios, and then this right. one they did here. And then This is one with the penguin, too, right? Yes. Yeah. And where the costume, whatever the costume museum on the lot here is, uh -huh. that's where oh. our shop was on the second story up there. Wow. Oh, cool. And the downstairs was just this, I don't know, where they would store things, a big uh, empty thing. And that's where your Batwoman costume should be. <laughs> <laughs> well, we came in in the morning, like 5 o'clock in the morning, and there were cats and coyotes were running around on the lot. And I remember one time I was trying to go and lock, unlock the door, and there was this um, raccoon just standing there hissing at me on the lot. Oh, wow. I've seen raccoons on this lot. Yeah, they so live in the sets. They it, do. Yeah. 
in the rafters. And it was get to be like as soon as it hit 101 degrees in our shop because we didn't we had windows we could open but no air conditioning or anything. And Ted Shaw would say we would stand there you were like white socks on and sweat just run down your legs and it fill up your socks. So we said whenever <laughs> it hit, hit 101 degrees we would go to the theater in um, oh, what's the, the big Hollywood theater El Capitan yeah and right. watch um, Fantasia and Ted would just like lay on the cement of the floor in the studio in the theater and fall asleep. Wow. Wow. You well, guys know how to party. horrible conditions. <laughs> Let's see. Smelly toilets in the, the, the garage. That's yeah. wardrobe. Curled up hot dogs. <laughs> uh, sweat filling your socks. Yeah. So it really, it's kind of like a sweatshop. You guys. It yeah, was definitely yeah. a sweatshop there. No but food. I mean, it, I mean, it was fun. You know, we had to do all kinds of crazy stuff. Yeah. yeah. Do you ever do like, would you be right there to do repairs during the, oh, the shooting? Yeah. Like a hold up. We've, yeah. We have a, a bustier bre- breaking open. Oh, it's all the time. So um, on the other one, uh, that was the first Batman movie I did. Yeah. And the next ones I went to, I actually ran the shop for making the suits for the Batman, the Robin, the oh, Batgirl, awesome. and all that kind of stuff. Oh, so, wow. Yeah, I saw on IMDb your credit is listed as Bat Shop. Yeah. So I, you were in the Bat Shop. I interfaced with the mold department and the casting and the, all that stuff, the foam running. Pouring molds, not, yeah. not the spores, right? Yes, yes, the pouring molds. And because uh, we had the um, some of the ovens were the size of this room, like big enough to drive a Volkswagen, oh in, where we would put the molds for the. And what is the it foam. actually made? It's what do you pour in there? Foam latex. Oh, cool! So it was this, about a three month process. We do a body cast of the person, yeah, and then Jose, the guy that did yes. the suit. Uh, the, for, Conan's, for the Conan's uh, yeah. superhero suit. He would do all the sculpting of the muscles on top of the the body suit, uh, the body form, and then right. they would sorry, they'd make a mold sure of that, and then do an injection into the space, and then have to Fill put it, it in and cook it. So were these custom and how do they do the nipples? Uh, oh, sorry. that was a Joel Schumacher thing. Oh, okay. right. Yeah, there was a big deal about whether that was going to happen or not happen, and was it going to be on Batgirl? So right. So yeah, luckily, yes. Um, Bob Ringwood, he and Joel just spat all the time, and he knew Bob knew that Joel didn't like the smell of popcorn. What? Who so, doesn't like the who, smell of popcorn? Who's Joel? Joel, Joel Schumacher? Schumacher? Oh no! But who's the oh, other one? Bob Ring- Ringwood was the designer that oh, did Bob all the Greenwood. best. Ringwood. He's Ringwood. an English. <clears throat> so he would make sure that popcorn was being popped in the shop anytime that Joel would come <laughs> over. <laughs> <laughs> Very subtle. <laughs> Very subtle. So, I mean, it was interesting. They Warner Brothers at that time used to have two buildings that were right across from the airport where they had one was a design shop where they made all the tailoring stuff like the, um, you know, the Joker costumes or the Riddler costumes. And then across the street was where they, they did all the foam and molding. And I don't know if it's still there, if they still have it. Right. But we did like movie after movie after movie there for a long time. And they had these. Yeah, cost- I mean, once you have these latex ovens, yes, exactly. Built, you might as well. It's hard to switch to being a pizzeria. <laughs> and we used to make like a hundred, hundred bat suits to get through a movie. So you would have um, some of them were like driving costumes, were just from the waist up, and then we would take a drill and core out a bunch of holes in the back oh, so that yeah. it wouldn't be so hot. Uh, I mean, all the actors, any actor who's ever been in a bat thinks it's a great idea when they first start, and then after right. they wear the costume like one or twice, they're like, yeah. they don't really like it. Oh. Michael Keaton didn't like that they just pulled the hair out, hair plugs out. And, uh, <gasps> oh, <laughs> yay! 
<laughs> and, and Val Coomer hated wearing it so much that the, his um, stunt double actually got the mouth down and was actually at some point even doing lines. Oh, my God. Wow. So, I was wondering so about anytime that. It, you could walk off. The acting just, is good. It's the, actually the double. Uh-huh. So there were... We had so we had a lot of different actors that would do different things like acrobatic tumbling, flying, right. um, just plain stunts or kick fighting. So they all had their own. They that, all had their own costumes, costume. and plus they all just oh, sort wow. of break down. And I know that that's been happening a little bit with the Conan thing. And he was thinking because it was getting tight on him, and that's what happens. It's just like an old rubber band; they get tight. Oh, and stop stretching. That's what you told it. him. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, but it's true. It's true. They get <laughs> stiff, so you have to turn them over all the time. Um, <laughs> oh my gosh! Well, you have to wear it like like you do. You have to wear the costume. You have to wear it all the time to make sure it doesn't shrink. Yeah. So, or you store it in a moist, dark area. You know, a cave. Can, That's you why. Go to the cave. Yeah. You have it. So. Um, okay. Oh well, my gosh! That's this, all fantastic. I think we have to leave it at uh, just talking about the Batman movies. <laughs> I who worked know. On. Well, you wait. You also worked on Waterworld. I saw Waterworld. I worked on Waterworld and Postman. So I was down on a. Oh yeah, Kevin oh, so, Costner. Wow. Phase. Kevin Costner phase. Yes. Ooh, you've so you you've probably touched the the butts of a number of Hollywood leading men. <laughs> I guess is that you right? would call that just about any movie with a man in it, yeah. Yeah, you really get up in Demolition there. Demolition Man, Batman. <laughs> oh, my god. Superman. Gosh. I was in Australia for a year on the Brendan Routh Superman. Okay. A year. Yeah, a year in Sydney on the pier at Woolloomooloo at the W. Okay. Wow. <laughs> I like that one. <laughs> Wow. So what a way to see the the warehouses of the world. Yes. Well, actually, that was nice because um, the studio there used to be the fairgrounds, and the uh-huh. one in Australia used to, the Fox Studio used to be the fairgrounds. Uh-huh. So we were in the cow barn when we were doing the, the show over there, the Superman, and they only had one building that was big enough to do the flying stuff because you have to get, you know— Put the ram outside the building to get the speed going fast enough so that, oh, yeah, you know, and then you have enough room to stop before you slam the actor into the wall on the other side. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so I'm now they just, probably don't even hear you describe all doing any of that anymore, right? It's all just well, a lot of CGI, CGI. they've got these cameras now on tiny little things that'll go around, and then but on the end of the Superman, that was hard for us because there was no place the camera didn't go, you know, when he was flying by, it actually then went back, you know, and you could see up, you know, there was no place to hide anything, oh, yeah. no, wow, nothing wires. No oh, wow. Have you ever worked on like a small independent movie and just like try to <laughs> foam everyone up? <laughs> they should be wearing foam on this date. Little Miss scene. Sunshine. Right, exactly. <laughs> no, I don't know. Midnight Meat Train. That was probably one of the. <laughs> what is that? Is we that a all... porn? No, it's, oh. a, it's a low budget horror movie. Midnight right. Meat Train. Yeah. Okay. Rabbit. <laughs> wow. I, I'm going to check that out. Yeah, I know. I assume it's on Netflix. Well, thank I you know. very Linda, much. We're going to have to have you back to tell yeah. more stories. Yes. This was awesome. And find tell out what other costumes stories. you've stolen. <laughs> yeah. Tell, wait, did you say ghost stories? Goat stories. Oh, goat oh, yeah. stories. <laughs> well, I'm, I am. I do really want to get eggs soon. Okay. Though, too. Okay. Thank you so much, Linda. All right. Thanks, thank Linda. Thank you. Emmy Award-winning John Mulaney presents Everybody's in L.A., 
a special run of six live episodes created by and starring Mulaney that'll stream live on Netflix during the Netflix is a Joke Fest. The comically unconventional show will feature special guests where John Mulaney explores the city of Los Angeles during a week when every funny person is in it. Watch John Mulaney Presents Everybody's in L.A., debuting May 3rd live at 7 p.m. Pacific Time, only on Netflix. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. If a friend asks how you're doing, and you say, I'm okay. When the truth is, I don't want my problems to burden anyone. Or you say, Hang it in there. Because, If I ask for help, they'll just think I'm weak. Then this is your sign to call, text, or chat. 988 for free, confidential support. Anytime. You don't have to hide how you feel. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. So there's Andre, an intervention you, to get you to be later for things. I want to look as sound as sexy as possible. <laughs> you, you do have a really good radio voice. Did you ever Thank do you. radio? Like no. in college or anything? No, no, no. I, I spent college just sitting quietly being depressed <laughs> in my <laughs> dorm room and getting bad grades. <laughs> oh, no. That was your major. Uh, oh, yeah, pretty much. And you're... So you didn't have fun and you weren't a good student. That's what that I always terrible. say. I, I managed to not have fun and not have uh, not get good grades. <laughs> so I don't know what the heck that was all That's about. a great combo. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you, you, you didn't commute. You lived at school. Yeah, yeah. I went to Cornell yeah. in upstate New York, uh, Ithaca, New York. And uh, I actually loved Ithaca. So I go back and visit Ithaca like almost every summer or every other summer or so. And, uh, and drive around, the, avoid just, the school. And just, uh, you know, I'll even walk through campus and be like, well, here's where I was so miserable. <laughs> now oh, I've, no. I've conquered that. Yeah. So. The misery tour. Yeah. Uh, Cornell's famous for Suicide. suicides. Yep. Oh, my God, really? And they, they there's a bridge, I think, that goes over <gasps> one of the gorges. Maybe there's something to, like, the, I don't know, the alchemy of the... It's Well, it's because the weather is so grim yeah. and because their parents are... Uh, a lot of these kids are from families. This is a depressing topic. Uh, a lot of these kids are from families which are like pushing them. You got to get straight A's. Driven. Very, very, you know, or you're a failure. And uh, plus they provide easily uh, leapable. Yes. Chasms. <laughs> they be- There's <laughs> a gate you can undo. Oh, yeah. no. Midway across the bridge. <laughs> yeah. So you don't have to climb. Uh, no, they started putting arrow. netting around everything. So that you That's what they I really? heard. Yeah. They actually, oh. uh, years ago. There, there are all these suicides, and the, and the school's reaction was, well, we'll raise the fence. That's but we're terrible. not going to change anything about your experience here. Right. right, and there's so many other ways to commit suicide. Exactly. Exactly, yeah. I mean, you could— We could uh, list them. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> you could take too many sleeping pills. Yeah. yeah. That seems like a um, pretty straightforward way. Right. Yeah. You could have someone come in and, and do it to you in your jail cell. 
Sure. <laughs> or someone else could hire someone to do it to you. Sure. Okay. And you're, it's a surprise. While the guards pretend that they were asleep. Right. I thought... I didn't realize I wanted to commit suicide at 5 a.m. <laughs> oh, they just uh, the autopsy shows that he had broken bones in his neck. Right, I did read that. Right? Yes, well, that's what we've been um, talking about all week. We yeah. should say in the writers' room. Okay, right. has been yeah, exclusively Epstein. Epstein. I'm one of the people who theories. thinks he was clearly murdered. You do by someone by who by by some powerful person who some powerful person who doesn't want you know stuff to get out. Right. Of them. Although um, you would think it would be hard to get in the. So then it's someone who can can maneuver can through a jail and get in and out of a A shapeshifter. Yeah, exactly. Maybe you pay a guy to pay a guy to pay a guy. Sure. Yeah. I always, you know, it, it's ha- keeping those things secret. I never, I'm always, am- I know, I, that always torpedoes conspiracy theories. Right. How would, how would so many people all keep Yeah. Their- and exactly. I never assume that humans are that good at pulling, exactly. pulling off a heist like that. Right. That's why it's got to be as few people as possible uh-huh. who are paid exorbitant sums of money. Yeah. You've killed Just fear of Fear of death. Before. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's fascinating, but there's, <laughs> it is. And I think, I mean, it, I think it's still likely that stuff will come out if there are, were other people involved. Right. There were other enablers mm-hmm. of his. That was the fastest, the, the, the lack of time between the announcement of the death and the conspiracy theories just splashing everywhere. Oh, literally. Oh, yeah. yeah. It was like, it was almost in the same article. Yeah. Announcing Suicide was already death. in quotes in all the uh, yes, headlines. Exa- yes. Well, and you I know. love that it's actually really uniting the left and right because <laughs> right. things have been so divisive, but everyone on yeah. both sides wants there to be a conspiracy. Yes, absolutely. Now, if they can just agree the earth is flat, that's another, <laughs> that'd be another great No, the bridge. earth is on the back of a giant space turtle. We all know that. <laughs> <laughs> that looks like Gamera. <laughs> I don't get Not that Mothra. Reference. Oh, it's okay. it's okay. just a, yeah. it's Godzilla. Yeah, like a giant turtle. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, that shoots fire out of its feet holes. Oh, cool. Mm-hmm. Is that the, could that be a new tattoo idea? No, I'm not okay. that into kaiju. Okay, stuff. okay. Yeah, Jesse is referencing Andre's recently acquired tattoos. Yeah, which are starting to pile up. How many do you have? Art. I have nine tattoos now, mm. all of which I've gotten um, in the last two and a half years or so. The dam broke. And it, the dam yeah, broke. I've always is. wanted one, and then right. I came up with one idea, and then I was like, as soon as I got the first one, I was like, oh, that wasn't, that, that didn't hurt that much. Yeah, and then you're like, it's just my skin. Yeah, it doesn't matter. A bunch more ideas kind of flooded my brain. I have like way, way more ideas. I'll probably get another 10 or so before I quit. You need another body. <laughs> I do. I start <laughs> carrying around people. You tattoo gain, boy. You gain yes. weight, you Come can... over here, tattoo boy. Show, show off my newest tattoo. <laughs> I got yeah, that's another what rich tattoo people boy. Do. It's it's the yeah, next. They step. have blood boys, tattoo boys. What's the longest? I I had no sense of. My son got one and said it took mm-hmm. four hours, which uh, I was surprised at how long it took. Yeah, most of them only a couple hours, but yeah. uh, the 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 one of the panda panda snake thing on my left arm, um, that was like three sessions of of three to yeah, four that hours. Yeah, intricate. It's a snake. And color. Yeah, uh, almost uh, Chinese in. Japan. The gentleman who did it's it Jap- is, Jap- oh, is Japanese. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And, and uh, with a panda head. Yeah, and it goes all the way up my arm. Yeah. And so he did just the head in one session and then the rest of the body oh, wow. in another session. Oh, wow. And then colored it all in in the third After he did the session. head, were you Is like, there a name for that creature? I call it a panda conda. Oh, that's what I was going to pitch to you, actually. Yes. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> it's literally, it's from it's from one of my comedy bits. So. Oh, okay. Yeah, good. yeah. That's funny. I, I apologize. I haven't seen you perform that one. Uh, it's been a, many years <laughs> since I've done that one. Yeah, it's all right. Well, let's talk about how long have you been doing stand-up? 
Stand-up, I've been yeah. doing it for 22 years. Did I, you... I think the first time I ever got on stage as like a solo performer, uh, actually 23, it's like 1996 in New York City. Yeah. When you were sad in your dorm room at Cornell, did yeah. you ever think about doing stand-up? Um, no. Or you, I did not. Really? You came no. to that later. Yeah, well, I started doing improv. My, um, I, I got into the improv troupe at school my sophomore year, I guess, and then that's what kind of gave me the, um, you know, the, the it was sort of the got me addicted to being on stage and getting you know laughs, laughs, laughs and applause for <laughs> so like, oh suddenly there's something in this world that makes me feel good about myself you know what I mean so for one fleeting moment right. yeah, well, and yeah. then you need more it takes yeah <laughs> I always say it's about about forty eight hours of of uh, pu- keeping the depression at bay if you have a good. That's a that's good stand-up good. set. That's a good bit on the show. Uh, glow. Yeah. Yeah. It's not too bad. I'm not yeah. that depressive. But <laughs> 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 so, uh, yeah. So, 1996, uh, New York City. Yeah. So, 23 years of, of uh, throwing myself up on stage and, and trying stuff out. So, when you started doing stand-up, did you keep doing improv? And uh, did you try to do improv in New York City? Or were you just like, I'm going to do stand-up? I now. did. Yeah. I did improv in New York for only about a year. Mm-hmm. Um with some uh, with some other people that I'd, I'd gone to school with, um, and then everyone would just kind of just kind of fell apart. No one was that into it. So, and I realized that I just had more fun writing things and um, being alone on stage. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm an only child, like like Jesse yeah. here. So right. I <laughs> I, uh, I definitely I wanted all the attention to myself, and I wanted. Um, all the success or failure to be on my own shoulders, and it was much more comfortable that way. And you wanted the adulation of adults. Yes. <laughs> adults, yeah. Ideally, my parents, but that never quite happened. <laughs> did you, I mean, you are talking about story. parents in Cornell. Like, did your yeah. parents push you for any type of particular occupation, or or, yeah. or did they just go, please don't do comedy, or they, they It was more like, care. I was, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I was clearly like an artistic kid who liked to draw and uh, sing like you know, I, I was probably in, with a different set, like in this day and age, where how how encouraging parents are right. uh, towards their kids to try stuff. They they would have probably sent me to like you know art classes and theater school yeah. and right, all that right. kind of thing, which is I probably would have enjoyed. Right, uh, but my dad, I mean to put it bluntly, my dad thought creative stuff was for gay kids and women. <laughs> <laughs> my dad was very old. Get to very, the very, part. Yeah, very old, yeah. very old school guy from a yeah. you know from a, a family in New York City where his dad was a police captain and yeah. he was Italian and very. He probably would have also liked to do yes. art classes, but yeah. wasn't allowed to. I think you're probably right. I think he wanted. He probably would have enjoyed being like a, a history professor or something. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, but he was an engineer, oh. and yeah. so he pushed me very hard towards math and Ooh. science and. Um, not you know to- totally unencouraging towards anything creative right. and in- encouraging towards you know I was sent to like computer uh, programming camp and shit like that that I wasn't really interested in I would have like you know panic attacks and meltdowns uh, uh, and stuff um, so essentially you know if you want to get deep into it that's what made me a depressed person yeah. <laughs> through college and stuff until finally uh, when I was finally on my own in New York and could do whatever I wanted then I just kind of. Mm-hmm turned it all on its head and, and finally pursued creative outlets. 
And gave up computer camp. And gave up, <laughs> gave up <laughs> a computer camp. Years. Did he ever <laughs> relent? Because like, like, clearly there's a cause and effect. You're not enjoying computer camp. Or was he just like, you're going to come around? No, he was kind of oblivious. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah, kind of yeah, oblivious. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, he would, he, if I was having trouble with the math classes, right. he would just sit with me uh, for hours after school uh, and pound it into my head to, uh, so I'd get better at it. Um, but, oh, yeah, my, you know, my parents came around – as soon as I started making a living doing comedy. Oh. So after about 10 or 12 years of doing comedy. <laughs> no, I that start, is how long it takes. I know. When I started getting hired to write for uh, TV, then it was like, well, yes, now you're a professional and always, very good yeah. for you. Yes, I'm very proud. I can tell my friends. Oh, and then once I started working for Conan, it was uh, all they would ever right. tell people is that I worked for Conan. Oh. So they, I know, love that. They mm-hmm. became it was conditional pride. As soon as there was something to brag about, they they jumped on board the bandwagon. Was your dad like, uh, could you work at least work the Pythagorean theorem into <laughs> a sketch? More engineer themes, right. <laughs> comedy bits. <laughs> yeah, so here I am. They, did but, they uh, did they start coming? Did they ever come to the Conan show and watch oh. anything? Or? No, they never came mm-hmm. to California. Right. Um, my dad my dad passed away about about two years after I got this job, mm. and uh, my mom. Refused to travel, and uh, so, mm. and now she's got dementia and in an assist, uh, assisted living facility, so she's not going anywhere. Okay, but yeah. So. Well, <laughs> but you started in New York, right, or uh-huh. right before the show moved? Yeah, yeah. Was that right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, I literally got hired at Conan uh, for the last two months of late night with Conan O'Brien. Was so, it was it that late? It was that late. Yeah. It, everyone right. was completely had. Uh, their mindset on California. Yes. And just packing up the office. Pack, packing up things. Right. No one was really like. Uh, you just wandered in and it's like, yeah, 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 yeah take yeah, that yeah. office. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No one cared. Like, no one was, was really like uh, invested in like showing me the ropes or anything like that. It was kind of interesting, just kind of uh, being well, a fly on the wall for a yeah, couple Yeah, yeah. I would think that would be. Um, no one was invested in yeah. showing me the ropes either. So. <laughs> <laughs> Levi and I have had that same conversation. Yeah, too. yeah it, t- it takes about three years of working here to figure out what you're what you're doing here. But uh, three years—that's <laughs> how yeah. I felt. Is it really yeah. interesting? Yeah, yeah. I, you know, you just kind of keep on trying until oh, right. I, now I get it. Right, right. Yeah, you keep having yeah. people correcting you when you yeah go to the wrong person for something, and they're exactly. like, no, no, no. <laughs> right. The but that that's interesting at the end of the late night because it was everyone was literally just looking just, ahead to the tonight yeah, show. Yeah, so you could kind of sit back and observe your assignment. Yeah, it was like being kind of invited to this victory lap mm. that I had no that had not I had not earned. You know what I mean? So right, uh, it was interesting. To, but that is a big leap for you then to say, okay, I'm going to go with the show to California and move. Yeah, well, I had already worked out in, uh, in Los Angeles. For a couple of summers on different stuff, uh, the um, Spike Ferriston. Spike Ferriston, yeah. Oh yeah, uh, and which was actually a good talk show. Um, did you? Well, did Berkeley work on that with you? Berkeley Johnson. No, I don't oh, think okay. Berkeley did. No, I don't think I met Berkeley until I got here. Okay. Um, Matt O'Brien. Matt O'Brien. Did. Oh, Matt, Matt O'Brien, O'Brien worked. Did. That's on. right. Yeah. yeah. And uh, another he, yeah, pretty boy. Pretty boy. <laughs> he got hired at Conan uh, off of that show, like probably about a year before I did. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. you in, um, got. Sort of hired off of that show too, yeah. just because you had a, a really great submission. But then uh, we saw this ad you made, which the imaginary I, bats. Yes, it was yeah. a workout video. Yeah. A new. <laughs> you want to describe oh. it? That was basically an ad for a home gym called the Imaginary Bats Home <laughs> Gym. But basically, it's a pill you take <laughs> that makes you see bats <laughs> that aren't there, and then 
the workout is you freaking out and trying and to fend off, <laughs> fend off the bats. <laughs> yeah, you burn a lot of calories that way. It was yeah. really funny. <laughs> That's really funny. And really well done. And it just was, it was just were like, you in, okay. Were you appearing was, in sketches for that show too? Yes. Yeah, that was where that started. Yeah. So I played, I played the guy in that video. I, I played a guy who owned, this is another bit I wrote that I was really, uh, it was a hair salon called Wig Cuts, which was, um, they would style your hair so it looked like you were wearing a wig, <laughs> even though it was just your normal hair. And Why? The, the whole point was, the whole point was, if, I get if it. you enjoy getting into fights yeah. where someone tries to pull a wig off your head, oh. but it's not a wig, it's your real hair and it hurts and then you fight the guy. Well, here's the salon you go to, <laughs> to have your hair look like it's a wig so that that scenario is possible. Yeah. <laughs> if that makes any sense. It so, does. and that was, yeah. Where that was like one of the first things I ever did, which was like, this is terrible looking on purpose, and which is kind of uh-huh. what I always right. do now. And, uh, and also like the New York kind of, uh, you know, come the wig cuts. You know, oh, yeah. That, that kind of. Uh, oh, is that kind of. Tony Carmine. Carmine kind of guy. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. Well, actually, you started back in late night doing acting and sketches. I remember. Oh, yeah. Years you, before I worked here. Yeah. Oh, really? Did you play a, oh, cool. a, a samurai? I'm trying to remember some of the characters. There was a. So I think it was in the new characters uh, segment where mm. they just parade right. people out, and I, uh, I think it was a bit John Glazer wrote called Geisha Goombas. That's it. <laughs> That's it. So it was two Italian mobster guys in full geisha makeup, right? Uh, and uh, my line was Kabuka about it. Oh my god, <laughs> Kabuka about it. I love so. that it's like <laughs> equal opportunity insulting to lots of yes. groups. It's uh, I don't know if you, I don't even know if <laughs> you could do that today. Could you? I don't even know. I don't know. It's not like really saying anything bad about either no. group no. Of, of people. But Chris Cro- Chris Cuomo would flip out. Yes, he would. Yeah, he'd have a big problem with it. But yeah, so that was one of the first things I ever did. That yeah. was, that must have been at least five years before mm-hmm. I, I got here. And there was another one, a, a bit that Brian McCann wrote. I forget what the context of the bit was, where I was just a weatherman with no pants on. <laughs> so I had to have the dance, the dance All belt on. All of McCann's on bits the, involve people yeah. not wearing pants. I didn't have any lines. I was just, I was just like, I had a suit top, but like naked from the waist down, and I was gesturing to a, a weather map. I don't remember what the heck the bit was. I don't was. know. He, he was just trying to save money for a wardrobe. I guess. <laughs> yeah. Or he just wanted to see what Andre had going on down there. Yeah, you right. know. <laughs> The dance belt doesn't really let you show off much. It keeps everything pretty much. <laughs> it's constricting. Yeah. <laughs> dance belt. Not belts. comfortable. I, I feel pretty, you feel naked. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I try to, to avoid those. Yeah. We should, that's a that's an old um, TV secret that we should let. Yeah. Anytime you see someone who's quote unquote naked, they're yeah. actually wearing a flesh colored dance belt. And then they pixelate it. Yeah. So it looks like they're naked. Yeah. That's it. We just blew yeah. the lid off. Mm-hmm. <laughs> The whole scandal. Can tell they don't have genitals. They even do that in yeah. porn. Really? No. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm should. so gullible. Like, really? I, 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 I watch a lot of porn. I never yeah, noticed. Uh, so it's realistic. It's all CGI. I'm no. so naive. That's so, ex- why? That's so expensive. <laughs> They're all wearing dance belts, and then they CGI their genitalia. I, I knew it seems guy, like a lot of extra steps. <laughs> <laughs> I knew a guy years ago before the internet who was just like, all the penises in porn are fake. They're all... They're all. He uh, couldn't like, accept that like they were they're made real. Out of clay. Right. What are they? He just. I. I think the size. Um, he. No one's got a yeah. four inch. Exactly. No. <laughs> That's ridiculous. 
That's absurd. Uh, I'm smarter than dream that. Dream on, buddy. Yeah. What is this, Jurassic Park? Give me a break. <laughs> Jurassic Park. <laughs> a lot of big dicks in Jurassic Park. Well, yeah, probably. <laughs> Just don't show them. Yeah, what, or, I mean, T-Rex, we don't know what he was working with. Well, they were all females in Jurassic Park, Oh, that's right? true. All the dinosaurs. Right. But life yeah. finds a way. Yes. Some of them could change. Yes. Just like real uh, lizards and... Yeah. And reptiles. A lot of them can change sex. And they just have mm-hmm. cloacas. Yes. Yeah, that's right. I just like the word cloaca. It is can I just word. Google cloaca real quick uh-huh. to see what that means? Everyone should stop right now and Google cloaca. Everybody. I think that's birds what chickens have. and yeah. uh, reptiles. Well, have that's them. why they think. Oh, I don't have a signal here. Yeah. Dinosaurs used to be actually feathered, uh, right? A common cavity at the end of the digestive tract for the release of both excretory and genital products in vertebrates. Except mammals. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Specifically, yeah. the cloaca is present in birds, reptiles, amphibians, most fish, and monotremes? Monotremes. Don't know what those are. Ooh. I don't know what a monotreme is. Uh, if someone knows, let us. We could look that up. <laughs> All right, hold on while I no. Google. Yeah, right. <laughs> We've been wanting That's to bring my- up cloaca, but we want to wait till you were here with your voice. My podcast read. will be called Googling Things with Andre. <laughs> <laughs> I would listen to that. Yeah. Caller, you're on the line. Yeah, Google monotreme. All right. Let's see what it says. <laughs> One moment, please. <laughs> it could all just be like a, a weird internet. Um, hole that you go down where oh, one yeah. thing I leads just, to another. I go yeah. down tons of those, mostly on YouTube. Oh, you, yeah, and that's yeah, where you end up on the white power And then videos. eventually it's like, well, wait, <laughs> no, I shouldn't be watching. What the heck is this? <laughs> I think all roads lead to white power videos. That person looks YouTube. uncomfortable. Uh-oh. Yeah. Thank God no one's keeping track of what I search. <laughs> <laughs> I'm waiting for that to come out. There's, oh, they're totally, yeah, they're, they're listening too. You yes. can have a conversation yeah. about carpets and then you oh, turn yeah, your phone on. Oh, yeah, all of our phones are it's an ad for carpets. recording yeah. this right now. Yeah. Now you're going to get cloaca. Cloaca. I don't know if they're cloaca com- companies, but. Oh, yeah. We're all going to get cloaca mm-hmm. ads on Instagram. Um. Come, on, come on down to <laughs> Carl's Cloacas. We got cloacas of all sizes, all shapes. Sounds like a pitch. One of us is going to submit every later today. <laughs> <laughs> are you tired of dusty cloacas? I don't know. Well, so, Andre, now you, I mean, you, you perform and write a lot of sketches for the show. Mm-hmm. Um and you have this whole stable of characters that we could list. Yes, all of varying degrees of, of loudness. And, <laughs> yeah. and accent. <laughs> accent. I don't do accents. I do like all, almost accents. I don't know what you would call it. Like, <laughs> yeah, slight adjustments. They're like caricatures to of an accent. Yeah, exactly. Of. It's like almost Spanish. That guy's almost from New York. That guy's almost Australian. But yeah, I don't know what you, it's. I've never uh, quite mastered any accent, but I can, don't forget I, Russian and Russian. Yeah, uh, and then like four varieties of New York. Yeah, right. <laughs> four four <laughs> boroughs. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but never French, and yet your surname oh, is that's French. True. My surname Louis is French, um, Dubuchet. But twenty three. Your first and me. name is French. Uh, my first name is Spanish. Actually, oh, it it's, is. it's Andres with an S at the end. Oh. But uh, my parents never pronounced the S. They just. Called me Andre, so I stuck with that. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, according to 23andMe, I'm only 3% French. Oh, wow. Really? So I'm mostly Italian, Croatian, mm. Polish, and uh, Spanish. Uh. Like about 20% of each of those. Oh, cool. No weird? That's a great mix. The French last name just stuck around, so. Yeah, I mean, every, you know, everyone was just lying, I think, at Ellis Island, right? There was, everyone was changing where they were from. I, well, I think a lot of people, they, they shorten their names on purpose and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. 
And uh, I guess yeah, the, yours was, the, might have been like Dubochnik. <laughs> it's royalty. I Dubochnik, think, right? Yeah. Dubochet. That's what my mom always claimed. Mm, yeah. Yeah. She's like, oh, you're descended from, right, from right, French right. royalty. Oh, yeah. We're supposedly now, go descended study math. from yeah. Christopher Columbus. Right. That's our big. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. It's like, oh, no, your no family? one can prove that. It's like Elizabeth yeah. Warren is, is uh, you <laughs> right. know, the Native American. <laughs> my family has like, got a story. We all come from scum and you're scum. <laughs> Here, put on this eye patch. <laughs> right. My eye's fine. I don't need an eye patch. Put it on. Now limp. <laughs> scum. You are scum. Arr. But I do. I wanted to ask because, I mean, I think it's a really particular skill to be able to write, uh, to be to invent characters for yourself, and then also write, um, to write something for yourself. And it mm-hmm. always kills. It's always oh, like it doesn't always kill. It thanks. does. It does. Uh, it's all. It's all from. It's all from the stand-up. You know. It's all from spending years doing that on stage. And you did so a lot of I, characters in your stand-up. Yeah, I. I never did traditional stand-up. It yeah. was always like weird monologues and bits and. Um, they were kind of sketches. Yeah, they were, yeah, yeah, they were basically one person sketches. Exactly. Yeah, that's still what I do when I when I get up on stage. So, but I, you're such a great performer that if I'm ever backstage and I actually see you looking at a script before the show, it always surprises me <laughs> because I I kind of feel like you just it just comes from God. It just it just comes oh, out. Yeah. <laughs> well, here's the the key is that I don't ever try to memorize anything. Mm. And I am always reading right off the cue cards. I mean, I'll have a general familiarity with the script. Right. I'm always reading right off the cue cards. And, ah. and uh, Yeah, that was one it. of the tips I, mean, I got when I first uh, was yeah. in a sketch on the show was, was don't, don't memorize, try to memorize it. it. Yeah. yeah, whenever we have like, you know, you can tell when we have like real quote unquote actors right. in, in bits who are, they could be very good actors, but right. they sometimes trip over themselves by trying to, uh, memorize the thing and then they get confused between what they think they've memorized and what's on the cue card mm-hmm. and where they're supposed to look and I'm always like just read off the cue card mm-hmm. and you trust that the camera and the director are going to make the eyelines look right. fine and lie yeah and then it's just <laughs> <laughs> then it's just a matter of like how natural can you read right and so I, I'm that I happen to be good at I guess to make it seem organic or whatever but I'm just reading off of a oh, off a card. That's yeah, that cool? I, that's interesting. <laughs> so it's yeah, true. It's Memorizing comforting. there, I know people um, mm-hmm. who've who've gone up as they say. Oh yeah, who we've screwed had up their stuff because they try to memorize yeah. it. Yes, uh, there's and, a, a there's a famous not famous but. Uh, among my friends. Do uh, you remember Eric Drysdale? Oh, no. <laughs> no. Yeah, is this what you were thinking of? Yeah. He's a really funny, he's really funny. He's, he's written he's, on a ton of he's shows. He's written on a ton of shows. So he went on to have a great career. Um, but he was a, in a sketch and he, uh, I guess he didn't want to wear his glasses for the sketch or something it, like that. So it was he, the Costas Heads, which yeah. was a parody of Deadheads. Okay. And they, they were guys <laughs> They were a group of guys who dress and talk like Bob Costas and oh. follow. And so they're in the yeah. audience. Oh, they're like Bob Costas. When Costas super was fans. on the show. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And they they would come out and do a sketch to Conan and Bob Costas while <laughs> on the couch. It was a great sketch. Yeah. And Whose sketch was it? I don't remember. He couldn't read the cue cards because he took his glasses off. Oh, and didn't he, no. And I guess he thought he had it memorized. And then in the middle of the sketch, he just said, ah, shit. Yeah. Something like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I think that was that. Oh, yeah. no. So we, we had to kind of, I mean, you know, which was fine because we were pre-taping the show. But, right. But it was, yeah. And the way things work shocked. on our show, it's like, that's it. It's gone. Just, There's yeah. no, wait, can we just get him some glasses and start over? Nope. Yeah. <laughs> you know, everything gets one shot. It's, uh, it is. Time it, is of the essence. It's like you make a mistake. All right. Yep. Well. 
Next. The punishment is it's cut. Yep. That does remind me, I got got into a similar scenario where I wrote a sketch for Steve Agee, and one of the premises of the sketch was that he had just gotten LASIK surgery, (laughs) (laughs) but then it turned out that he needs glasses to read the cue cards, so it was like, oh yeah, it's literally written in that uh, you can't be wearing glasses, Right. he had showed up and didn't have his contacts, and it was just like, what? What are we going to do? Did he memorize it? And they made it the words really big. Okay. And so it was like, one, you know, like one word, two words a card. per card. <laughs> what a pain for the cue card guys. Yeah. That's great. But it was it was like, of course, I. Oh, why did I write? <laughs> I have a vague recollection of a squinting that. Steve Agee in a bit. Yeah, <laughs> was yeah. that it? I must have been it. It was, probably was. <laughs> He's like grimacing, go back squinting and look as hard at as he can. To try to, yeah. And, he, and he's pausing after every word <laughs> while they flip the card. Hello. Conan, <laughs> I'm here too. <laughs> Love that guy, Steve Hayes. We mentioned he's two really funny yeah. guys. Eric yes, Steve yeah, Hayes. we've had so much good talent on our show. We we did. Oh my goodness, yeah, and like just even in the people who've come through here as interns and pages yeah. and they're like famous. It's crazy. Everything we touch turns to gold. <laughs> <laughs> How do you like to generate ideas? Is that something that you have like a practice with? Or no, I wish I had like a system. Yeah, I don't really. I mean, if, I mean, you you take a notebook everywhere. Yes, I actually, have you have you have one in my back pocket right now. I know Here that you fill up notebooks. Yes, I call quickly. them my Hilera logs, uh. <laughs> <laughs> and um, they're full full of ninety nine percent nonsense that doesn't get used for anything, but. Um, I try to, I just try to think of stuff. I don't know. Sometimes it's as simple as like, I'd really like to talk with an Australian accent. What could I, uh-huh. what could I? <laughs> <laughs> really? Yeah. Oh, I, I like starting with the accent. Yeah. Oh yeah. The whole Francisco guy, uh, the guy who's like the leader of Bolivaguay or whatever. Yeah. Right. I just like that accent. I was like, who, who, who's this guy? Yeah. Where's he from? And then <laughs> just make up a bunch of crap to support why I'm talking that way. That's Bowles. a great character. Bowles. Did you, was Bowels the word Jeez, that you. Bowles. <laughs> No, that uh, yeah, I don't know what what the initial. Uh, I used to, I used to do that character on stage years ago. He wasn't the leader of Bolivigue. He was just an uh, entertainer from that he, country. <laughs> he hadn't and, uh, the coup hadn't happened yet. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and uh, I just always felt more comfortable talking in accents on stage than my own voice. So. Are there are there accents you haven't done yet that you're you yeah. want to do on the show? Ooh, that's a good question. Ooh. Scottish might be fun. Oh, oh yeah. Um, Ooh, a I'm not, not, not going to attempt Let's it right now. Let's get the kilt ready. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. The kilt, get the kilt on the dance belt ready. <laughs> oh, I don't know. You can't do, yeah, I couldn't do any Eastern uh, accents because that would be not uh, cool. Um, East, um, Eastern Europe? No, Eastern, yeah. uh, you know, Asian. Oh. I, that would not be, well, first of all, it wouldn't make any sense. Right. But you could do any of the things acceptable. that you are. You could do Spanish. Croatian. Oh, sure. Polish. Yeah, what does a Croatian person sound like? <laughs> I, I don't, don't know. even know. Polish, I think I would just sound like a Russian, right? I don't know how Polish people sound either. Mm. Um, well, anyway, good good stuff to research. <laughs> <laughs> but you uh, here's the Polo your- with a cloaca, Andre Dubichet. <laughs> speaking of your characters, you yeah. just uh, came up with an idea for a sitcom. Oh yeah, basically, <laughs> I wrote uh, I wrote this pilot that I showed to Konico, and they're like, "Sure, let's let's pitch it." Um, which is <laughs> all the guys I play on the show are roommates. And uh, they, they each have two jobs, 
like for example, Carmine D'Annunzio, the the super Italian guy, right. like, or New York. He's not even Italian. It's like, it's like an exaggerated. <laughs> he's like Sabaro right. Italian. Uh, he, he, yeah, <laughs> he's, a, he's Travol- a Travolta Italian. It's like Travolta times a hundred. Oh yeah, right. <laughs> like he is. Uh, he runs a pornographic magazine store, and he moonlights as a captain of a starship. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, all, High of, and low all of his dialogue is subtitled even though he's speaking in English because he's so hard to understand so they live and in Brooklyn they, they live in, in uh, Los Angeles yeah. uh, so it's Carmine but all his, all his oh. neighborhood guys are still like New York mobsters even right. though it's LA right. <laughs> yeah. welcome back to Los Angeles <laughs> right here where you grew up uh, it's him and then there's uh, it's Boliviguay it's the Francisco guy yeah. from Boliviguay yeah. and he is the host of a game show called uh, So You Think You're Arm Wrestling a Celebrity and <laughs> also has uh, a side business where he does uh, like dreamscaping like uh, like in- Inception stuff oh uh-huh. <laughs> right and then, like, but low, like a super low budget version of that it's good work if you can get it <laughs> and then there's the Wahlburgers guy basically uh, the medieval warrior dude Leslie right. Leslie yeah. who was a game yeah. you think he's on the show to promote Game of Thrones. Yes, but he's just he a loves big the fan of Wahlburgers. Yep. And, so, and those yep. three guys are all roommates. And then the Russian guy is their landlord. And the Australian guy is their neighbor. And uh, they all have uh, – basically, it's going to be like – well, if, if it ever gets made. It's like uh, if I played everybody on Seinfeld or whatever. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of, those kind of storylines. So, and, so and it's just that you have to – I mean, you, you, yeah, you have to plan out every shot so that. Yeah, well, not in the uh, in the apartment they live in. Uh, the landlord tells them that the the apartment has really bad eye lines. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Yeah, eye lines <laughs> in this apartment very bad, and so <laughs> so, it so it, whenever they're in the apartment, it never looks like they're <laughs> looking. They're looking at each to the other. When, talking yeah, to. well, that'll save time <laughs> as well. Time. So, so yeah, the the scenes in the apartment will be easy. And then anywhere else they go, though, we have to yeah make it. Uh, yeah. We got to find a big husky guy with a with a blockhead to play me from behind. Yeah, you might need a double. Yeah, I like that. So. I'm guessing there are no women to be found in this sitcom. <laughs> well, I mean, all pers- you I'm, I'm also not, play Elaine. I'm not yes. gonna I'm not gonna get in drag. I don't think. Yeah. But uh, no, there'll there'll be female characters and stuff. But you know, and you uh, made if, a, if I'm playing everybody, it could be one woman that plays you know, all the women. One oh yeah, that's a, that's not a bad idea. That'd be funny. <laughs> <laughs> Someone yeah. who does a lot of voices. Yeah, or at least two voices. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's a great idea. And you did a pitch for this, and uh, it just went up online. Yeah, yeah. So people for summer, can check yeah, it out. It was a little pitch video that um, I made with the intent of just showing it to people at pitch meetings. But uh, uh, I guess the show was like, yeah, let's throw it online and see what people. Yeah. People think so. Yeah, why yeah. not? Why not? Why not? You give, you know, give a little something Drum to the up fans. Some buzz. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so Drum it's, up some interest. Yeah, it's uh, yeah. So maybe that'll help. I don't know. Uh, well, I, but I, it, and it does. I mean, that's very typical now. That if you're taking a show, if you're pitching a sitcom, it's not mm-hmm. just the idea. You have a piece of video to like. You have a pilot presentation to go with it. That's yeah, yeah. You don't even I have mean, to show up. Expected. I would just, just watch the video. <laughs> Let me know if hey, it's a yay or a nay. Check this out and send a check. Exactly. Uh, yeah. So, it, is Butterscotch going to be on? Uh, oh. That's oh. a character you play. He's oh, a he's clown. the evil clown. Yeah. Uh, I uh, well, first of all, Todd Lemon created created yes. the character yes, of Butterscotch. Mm. Oh, and he um, won't give you the rights to it. Yeah. No, I, I have, I'm going to have to sue him for the IP. <laughs> no, uh, I really just hate wearing makeup, so I don't think I would put myself through that much. Uh, 
Oh, plus you'd have to shave. Make that. Plus oh, I'd have to shave. Right. I don't yes. like your beard. I, I also yeah. like shaving. So you'd have to pull yeah. Cesar Romero. It was, Wait, I, this whole this beard is just from Comic Con. Yeah. Oh wow. Mm-hmm. You it grows fast. Grow a fast beard. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it takes about, yeah about two weeks and then boom. You're the most masculine. <laughs> I know. Man He's the, the most testosterone. Oh, yeah. No, I think yeah, there's plenty of good tes- a lot of testosterone flying flying hmm. around here. Come on. Name one. <laughs> I don't know. You know, Todd Levin's got a nice, robust mustache. That's true. Will uh, does. Levi, Levi also has a gray beard. Like Levi, you. I mean, yeah. you, you've got a, a gorgeous mm-hmm. gray beard. I right could there. grow a pretty good beard, to be honest. <laughs> if I didn't, you don't it. want to show up the guy. <laughs> yes, I know your game. You're always rope doping us. You've got a career in the carnivals after this, if you want. <laughs> Well, Andre, thank you so much. Thank you for thank you. Me. This is yeah. a pleasure. And, Thanks uh, for traveling down from yeah, the third from floor upstairs. down here. Thank you. Yeah, no problem. Yeah, and we I think we got you out of a pitch meeting, yeah. which we always say is the oh, real I'm, purpose. I'm sure they of haven't this. even started the meeting yet. They're waiting for oh, us. Maybe they are. Yeah, we'll Damn see. It. Yep. <laughs> okay. Thanks, Andre. All right. Thanks, guys. Inside Conan, an important Hollywood podcast, is hosted by Mike Sweeney and me, Jesse Gaskell. Produced by Kevin Bartelt. Engineered by Will Beckton. Mixed by Ryan Connor. Supervising producer is Aaron Blaird. Associate producer, Jen Samples. Executive produced by Adam Sachs and Jeff Ross. Jeff team, Ross. Jeff Ross at Team Coco. And Colin Anderson and Chris Bannon at Earwolf. Thanks to Jimmy Vivino for our theme music and interstitials. You can rate and review the show on Apple Podcasts. And of course, please subscribe and tell a friend to listen to Inside Conan on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, or whatever platform you like best. Ta-da! This has been a Team Coco production in association with Earwolf. Emmy Award-winning John Mulaney presents Everybody's in L.A., a special run of six live episodes created by and starring Mulaney that'll stream live on Netflix during the Netflix is a Joke Fest. The comically unconventional show will feature special guests where John Mulaney explores the city of Los Angeles during a week when every funny person is in it. Watch John Mulaney presents Everybody's in L.A., debuting May 3rd live at 7 p.m. Pacific time, only on Netflix.